It's Monday, December 21st, and we have our first guest, and now our 50th guest, Mike Lindsay, and his wife, Kim. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, voted the second best podcast in Richmond by the readers of Richmond Magazine. We're moving my, up. My name is Scott Wise, and I am joined... As always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. You know me pretty well, Roby. Yep. One of the things I think about a lot is like the circular nature of life and life events and life cycles. And we are celebrating today. I'm seeing that recycle thing, you know? Yeah, like exactly. Like little triangle yeah. that's on like all of the... Or the water cycle, you know, rain, mm-hmm. or the, or evaporation, or anyway. Now you're a scientist. Episode number 50. <laughs> Yay! Today. And I want to congratulate you on making it this far. I didn't think you'd make it this far. You thought I would I thought you'd get fired by now. Fired? I thought you would have said something. Too many swears. Probably. That was oh. Jason Alley last week. I love. I think swears. I missed one or two of his I uh, called him for you. It's okay. We got him. We got all this stuff. It was a good interview. It was nice to have him. It's good to hear the things that are going on over at the city and with such candor. Absolutely. And speaking of Jason Alley, we are in one of his former haunts. We are. Yep. We are in what was... Formerly Pasture and is now Lily Pearl, which we have. God, I love this in your circular thought. We have Mike Lindsay, his wife Kim finally graces us with her presence. She's a hard one to pin down, that lovely lady. So she she hops on for some good good insight on Mike here at his restaurant named after his grandmother. Lily Pearl, that's right. So you had mentioned it off the top, but just to reiterate, Mike was our first guest back Numero in February uno. of 2019, and now is our 50th guest. This morning, I l- went back and listened to that first episode, by the way. I heard. What, you're getting ready to tease me here, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Well, it was an interesting day uh, in the history of Richmond, actually in Virginia, maybe even in the country. So it was the day after the Ralph Northam blackface scandal broke, and he was doing his press conference. It was a Saturday morning, and we invited Mike to the station to record Thought being Saturday morning, nothing going on. We'd have plenty of time to focus on our interview with Mike and produce this podcast that we really had no idea what we were doing. And, you know, it sort of sounded like that in the first podcast. Um, <laughs> I think I got one question in because well, I was running around. Happening. Yeah, I was doing my news job, wearing my news hat. You did an excellent job interviewing uh, Mike. You have to say that. It's the 50th episode. But... You sounded very NPR, like you would listen to All Things Considered a hundred times to get used to this uh, I have podcast. actually never listened to All Things Considered, but I will now, because I feel like now I want to know what I sounded like, or I could just go back and listen to episode one. couple of cool things going on in Richmond. We learned from, thank God for Mike Lindsay, we learned the winner of the Valentine Museum Free Rent. They had this big contest going on where they're offering free rent to a restaurateur to get kind of boost them during these... Yeah. Unprecedented times. For two years they get free rent. And it was Mrs. B's juice bar. And Mike Lindsay, who I think knows his food, says that her, I mean, she's known for her juices, but he says that her s- snacks were outstanding. So she's on my list now. Um, a couple of, so the name of that competition was the main course, if anybody wants to know. I just had to look it up because I couldn't remember. Such a good name and yet so slipped right out of my head. So what's your plans for the holiday? This is our last podcast of 2020. That's right. You know, I usually work for my friends who celebrate Christmas, so they don't have to. 
So I will be working oh, at, physically week. at CBS six. Yes. I was like, okay, like, do you serve appetizers? No. Like, I, was I wish like, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be something else. No. Um, so hopefully it's a nice, quiet, peaceful week. I think we've earned that. I, How about I, you? Are, are you, uh, I know you're not really going to be gathering with a large group, but are you able to see any of your family uh, either virtually or? So this week I'm having a holiday party. Oh, on yeah. Friday. My uh, invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. It's four people. So that's kind of fun. We're going to exchange. It's our little, our little pod that we've had essentially since March. Do you think if I wrapped up a half-eaten box of chocolates that they would think that was funny or weird? Weird. Really? Why funny? Because it's the ones that we didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you, can you repackage it? Can you take them out of the package and like put them in a put in different a container? Yeah, yeah no. something like that. So that's going on this week. And then I'm headed to hang out. Outside, um, my, I'm, I'm very fortunate. My sister and her husband live on the lake that I grew up on, um, and we're going to go hang out in a very large area, not on the water because it's far away from the water, but um, and stare at each other over oyster stew. And then we have, and you're probably going to have to bleep this because Ryan and I are not particularly, well, I didn't do this this year, but I did do it last year, so we'll, I'll put us in the same thing. We hang three like lit up balls on our mailbox which i've just been calling the testicles every time i drive by them so just imagine Christmas what our mailbox looks like. yes that's what our mailbox the new tradition like. for 2020 <laughs> oh this is going to be a bad segue Three, but here's mike Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a little rough but okay <laughs> no, keep going <laughs> all right i think mike deserves a better intro than three testicles three okay. christmas testicles Oh, I'm going to do it? You're doing it. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like episode 50. We're just changing things up. Okay. I mean, I can introduce him. He's, run, he's opened 12 restaurants. This is his 13th. It's Lily Pearl, named after his grandmother. He and his wife, the two of them, Kim and Mike, opened Lily Pearl, what, about two months ago? Yeah, this fall. Southern, elevated Southern food, wrapped up with another concept called buttermilk and honey. Life, love, and Lindsay. How long have you been holding on to that one? You were number one. Number one. I freaking love that. Love it. That's such good stuff. So I don't really, I'm, I'm, it's, it's Mike Lindsay, y'all. I mean, what do I I say? Episode one, and now you are episode 50. 50. What? Dope. It's, uh, it's, has anything happened between now and then, really? He's got nothing happened. I mean, nothing's really happened. I think it's it's the same story, right? Same old stuff. Same old Mike. You know, new, new kid, you know. So, did you hear the story? I mean, you lived the story with Scott when he decided that Lily Pearl was your new child? Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, I condensed it. That was the Cliff Notes version. But there was bourbon in there. I feel like that that was good. I tell you, it was the one of the best gifts I've ever had. Oh, wow. Porch, you will make him cry. Porch drop. He is a weeper. I'm telling the, you. Definitely the best porch, porch drop that ever happened. Um, and he did kind of mix up <laughs> Tristan being a girl. Tristan is a boy. Um, For everybody listening, one right, person in Cumberland, right, right. Tristan so, is a boy. So I just let, you know, I just said, hey, I didn't want him to get carried away with it and spread the news. So I was like, we, we had a little boy. Yeah. yeah. As I explained to right, Roby, right, I got right. confused with the, I mean, all these, the posts. I saw the pictures of your son. I saw the name <laughs> Lily Pearl, and it just kind of all... Got mixed I'm up. I'm getting old, Mike. That's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Episode I'm, one, that, that wouldn't have happened, episode one. <laughs> episode 50, on the other hand, 
you know, right, right. too much right. floating around in your head. It's fine. We we had two babies at one time, so we had Tristan and then we had Lily Pearl. So, what is the span of time in between the two? I'm sorry, I don't know, but it like was a matter of weeks that one the, opened. The and same, one, yeah. Two, um, I'm sorry, two weeks, two months, two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the Whoa. day, actually, we had Tristan, and then two months later, uh, we opened up Lily Pearl. Well. <laughs> Curse word. <laughs> right. Uh, check. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there is a swear there. There is a swear there. So the last time we checked in with Mike, he was the executive chef at Eat and was opening Hot Chick and had yet to open Fatty Smokes. That was kind of the timeline in sure. February of 2019. That was episode one. He was equally wow. as cool of a cat as he is right now. I would really be interested to see your feathers ruffled. Does it happen? No. <laughs> Deep breath. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't. I think more so because um, it doesn't matter, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, life moves. I wake up every day happy. I go to bed every day happy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's happening, what, what's going on. Even kill, and that has made me survive something as crazy as the restaurant business and how crazy it is and what we do and all those things. Um, it's being level-headed and being able to just deal with all the surprises without losing your mind, I think, is uh, the strongest point I probably have. Ooh, I <laughs> Always cool. Even Kim would be like, well, you know, this is going on, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, it's cool, babe. It's cool. Just relax. It's a good yin and yang, though, because very. I feel like that's very important in very. our relationship is, is to have someone who is emotive mm-hmm. and then someone who is not so emotive. <laughs> She's pointing at me. <laughs> Even though I guess we have, a, we have a podcast relationship, right? Well, I mean, I'm sitting six, six. feet away from you, so <laughs> it's, it is a very socially distanced relationship. Absolutely. As you can see, Mike and his wife are very close, so they have a different type of relationship. <laughs> Yes. So you're going to ask, I want to know, actually, and you're probably going to go down this road, Scott. Um, tell me the differences of opening a restaurant in non-Panda times. Oh, man, non. In Panda times. Like, I'd like to know the yeah. difference in between the two. Non is it's just crazy. It's on 10. There's a million people around. Um, the expectation of the business, especially when we would eat, we're always busy. Um, and, you know, you're opening a restaurant, there's... 50 people in the kitchen, um, 100 people training in the front, um, a lot of in and out. Here, it was me and four guys. Kim is really the only front of the house manager. Um, And we had like 10 servers. Um, And it was just different. It was calm. We opened without ABC. Um, So it was really laid back, really relaxed, um, really... um, kind of unorthodox for us because usually it's just it's bananas it's crazy um now of course with it getting busy and having abc and all these things um it feels a little bit normal now but nothing like the beginning of you know the hundred hours in a week and the craziness and you know just keeping up with a million people every day so that part is just a little bit different you say it's different but is it I'm not saying the pandemic is better, right. but what I'm saying is, is opening a restaurant without that level of pressure being decreased a little bit, is that any better or worse? This is probably the best opening that I've ever had. And I've opened a ton of restaurants. I was getting ready to ask you, how many, I mean, off the yeah. top of your head, obviously you don't have to get it exact. Right. How many restaurants have you opened? Twelve. 
So you're saying you have some experience opening a restaurant. So no, a few, <laughs> yeah, a few. I've been I've been through a few of them. Yeah, um, but you know, this thing is been, of course, so much more connected to. Um, and then you know, like I get to talk to almost every guest every night. Um, you know, this past weekend I couldn't do it because we were getting busier and busier. Yay. It's getting crazy. Um, but to be able to build those relationships, have those people in the building when we didn't have ABC and people just eat the food and just that's what it's about. Like the food is great. We'll come back when you got alcohol so we can have fun, you know. So um, for me, it's been the best. I mean, of course, it's, it's ours and that energy is different. But I've always treated every opening like it was mine. I mean, you guys have been there and, you know, I've, I've never... Uh, not put everything into every opening but you know this one was definitely a lot better you know and then with it just being me and kim it couldn't have been more than what it was because we've been dead we've got a baby at home we're not sleeping a lot you know there's a lot of things that this opening brought to us and it actually made life better for us opening this restaurant you know explain that a little bit kim if you don't mind, Ooh. explain to us how that made look at that how pivot. made life a little better for you guys. Well, you know, I think that Mike and I have worked together in the past a lot, um, but you know, like he kind of said, it's different when it's your own. Um, you know, we we aren't sleeping a lot. We sleep a couple hours every night, and we trade off shifts and we make it happen. But you know, we show up every day, and you know, it's ours and. The feelings there and I think you know in the beginning when we were opening I was kind of just going through the moments because like chef I've opened a lot of restaurants and you kind of just go into opening mode and it wasn't until the day we opened when I was like oh shoot this is our restaurant like we own this thing you know and that's really when it really came full circle I know for me and I was like and then just so proud of chef because I've had his food forever but you know I always tell everyone that this is his opportunity to have the way he does things um, with no limitations, no restrictions, and you really get to taste Chef Mike's food for what it is. Um, and that's what makes it so exciting is to see that on a plate, you know, and, and, people, and see people get excited about it. I wanted to ask, you, you, I know you guys met in the restaurant industry, and then you both ended up working for, for Eat. Mm -hmm. um, what was behind the decision to break away I'm not trying to get, like, the drama and the tea. I'm, or, I what? am. I want all the drama. <laughs> but, I mean, you can share what you want to share, but yeah. it's a huge decision to yeah. make. You have, like, this corporate structure, this, I'm assuming, this well-financed backing behind you, mm -hmm. and now it's the Lindsay's. Lindsay's. You know, for chefs always want his restaurant for a long time, and I was the one always holding him back. I was like, no, we have great jobs. We have We make good money. Um, we go on vacation when we want, you know, why, why would we want to give that away? Um, and, you know, we'd looked at this spot before and it didn't really kind of, you know, wasn't really the right timing. And then when this spot became available again, you know, COVID kind of changes things and makes you just think differently about life and what's forward. And, you know, we were having a baby and I was like seven, eight months pregnant, you know, and you just kind of have this new perspective on life. Um, and we just decided, you know what, it's time, it's time to do this thing for us, you know. You guys kind of opened a concept within a concept. I, in, and now, obviously, you're going to have to explain that to me because that's just what I see from the outside. So there's buttermilk and honey mm -hmm. wrapped up in lily pearl? Yes, yes. So um, I know you guys know during the times um, 
you know, being with Deep, we learned a lot, right? We got caught with our pants down. We were trying to play catch up. We were trying to figure out ways to continue making money and then to touch the market in a way that they wanted to be served. So, you know, you take, for example, we took something like Red Salt and put Hot Chick and Fatty Smokes out there. So Ren came up with this idea, and as we talked about it, I was like, that's incredible, that's smart, because no one wants a $50 steak or no one's going to feed their family on everybody's home. It's not mom and dad going out on a date. We got to feed everybody. So it didn't took off. So when we decided to do this, me and her were talking. I was like, well, buttermilk and honey, you know, I already, I already have all these concepts, right? So, you know, you think of something like hot chick was my brainchild, but it's built off buttermilk and honey because I've already had these kind of these concepts. Fatty Smokes is built off a concept that I've already had. Um, so we put it in because, one, I know I want buttermilk and honey to be my second concept, right? This place speaks to Lily Pearl. It is Lily Pearl. There, there's nothing else it could be. Um, so I want to introduce it. One, two, if we do go back to a time where it's just takeout, it's already here. It already has a name. It already has a following. And it already has a place. So now we switch gears. It's easy to pull, you know, striped bass and, and Obiata lamb shank off and then switch right into fried chicken. And it's already already got its own its own movement, um, and you know you know with doing the fried chicken thing and having the best fried chicken sandwich in America, it's you got to stay with what's popping. And you know if we're going on our own, I got to have my hands in as much as I can have it in. You know as crazy as it sounds, and no days off and no moments to breathe. But when the smoke clears, I need to have it all lined up, all ready to go, and and ready to appease the people. Right. And then when opportunities come, I got to be ready to grab it. So that's why we just implanted. We started from the beginning. We started from day one. You know, we did our pop-up with Hatch Food Hall, you know, and just pushing, pushing for all those things to, to create that second piece. You know, you guys know, just like I know, you don't make a ton of money in restaurants. So two or three gives you some leg room to make some change. So that's the goal, you know, is to get two or three. Um, and I think buttermilk and honey is just automatic, easy, easy for me to do. You know that concept right up my alley. Right. <laughs> I'm a big chicken tender fan, and right. I have received a ton, like a stupid amount of messages about their chicken tenders. I'm just not even going to get into it, but we're going to have to see right. what I think. Right. Because I'm right. sure they're amazing. I'm sure yes. they're amazing. Yes. How could they not be? Yeah. So, okay, I really want to know. You say that you don't get ruffled. Mm-hmm. You say that you guys have worked together for a long time. What is she better at than you are? Kim is better at kissing butt than I am. Ooh, I just of the crow. I just right, egg. right. Yes. You know, I can never be a front of house person every day, right? It takes a special person. Like Kim is so good at balancing what guests want, what they don't want, but finding a way to say yes in there. Whereas for me, she'll come to the kitchen. I'm like, I'm tell them to leave. Like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Like, nah. And then she'd be like, chef. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. But that's the piece. What's that an example of that? I want to hear an example. Give us well, a specific there's, example. There's, there's so many A examples. recent example? All, all the time, every day. Chef, can we put a side of Brussels sprouts on the menu? You want to come and do a podcast in our restaurant during our one break of the week. <laughs> yes. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do chef. it. Chef. 
Chef. It's Roby. I don't want to do it. It's Scott. It's okay, actually, we'll do it's it. Scott. Okay, it's Scott. We'll take Scott. I guess she just comes with him. Right. And, and I'm telling you, you just, that's us. It's the same conversation, the same way. It starts the same way and it ends the same way. Um, sometimes it takes a day in between, just depending on what it is. But, you know, I think our yin and yang is really good. Like, Kim and I can just talk back and forth. I can talk junk. She can talk junk or she can listen to it or, you know, whatever. People that know me know I run my mouth a little bit. Um, and Kim is just good at dealing with it. She's, you know, get me off my horse, bring me down to earth, keep keeping me leveled. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, I see a lot of things in the front. I'm like, hey, so-and-so needs to do this. She's like, okay, I'm on it. It's just a lot of yin and yang. So um, I think it, it, works, it works good for us. Um, and, again, like, without Kim running the front and me in the back, Little Pearl isn't what it's supposed to be. So Kim's from California, but she's like this little Southern girl on the inside. Her hospitality's on 10. She's always smiling. The energy's always there. The laugh. You know, all those things are important to what – we want Lily Pearl to be. You know, somebody called and was like, uh, yeah, I saw the reviews. We want to come in. But, you know, when they came in, they were like, Kim sold us on the phone. What the story says and what you say about hospitality and you welcoming people in, we felt that on the phone with Kim. I could hear her smiling. You know, like that's the piece that makes us different, right? And, and for us to be the owners and be able to do that at a high level, me in the kitchen, her in the front, I mean, I don't know if there's really any combination that could be as good as that, you know, to open a restaurant. So, Kim, where does that smile come from? It really comes from just the excitement of being able to do this. Um, like I talked about before, being able to, you know, everyone eat Mike Lindsay's food. You know, I get to put it in front of you and I get to watch you eat it and see that expression on your face and, you know, we want you to feel like this is your home and welcoming you into the home and having you sit at our dinner table and have that experience is just the best feeling ever, you know? So before Mike Lindsay came into the picture, what was bringing the smile to your face? Like, what was your inspiration? What, were, who, who, what are you? Who are you? Well, my first job was in the restaurant business. Um, at 16, I got a job at Sizzler. Do you guys know Sizzler? Sure. California Sizzler. And the commercials, right? right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Freaking media guy over here. Sizzler. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was in stereo on this one. <laughs> and my, the reason, and I was having a hard time getting a job when I was 16, but the reason why the manager ended up hiring me at the time was because he said, because of your smile. I like your smile. So I guess it started with me at a very young age. Um, and I've just always been in the business. I don't really know anything different. Um, you know, none of us think we're going to be restaurant managers for the rest of our lives, right? We never think that we're going to be in the business. We start in it, we make some good money, and the next thing you know, you know, one thing turns into another. Um, I just, it's what I love. It's what I do, you know, and I don't, I don't know if I could do anything different. And so that smile is, because it's genuine, it's me. It's, I'm not faking it. When you come in and I'm smiling, that's, that's who you're really, who I really am, you know, so. I feel it. You feel it? I always have felt it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a video of us giggling. I mean, if, you'd like, if you'd like to see it, really? you took the video. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so like, if you'd like to see it over and over yeah, again, yeah, we got I can it. send it back to you, Scott. But yeah, you know, like I said, a lot's happened since, uh, since then. I feel like quarterly we have these two hanging out with us somewhere. I mean, it's nice. Life is good. It's, it's, it's great. He's, as I always say, he's one of the best in front of people, individuals I have ever been around. 
And I, That's Kim's influence, right? It's got to be. Yeah. It has to be. She's, she's this hype man mm-hmm. I mean, to eat Mike Lindsay's food. I mean, did you just yeah. hear? We had the opportunity to... I didn't sit on the panel. You got to sit on the panel. I moderated a panel of a group of very preeminent black pit masters last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Year before last, maybe. Last yeah. year. Yeah. For Fireflower and Fork. And at the time... And I mean, he may disagree with me, but at the time, he was the least well-known yes. of the mm-hmm. pit masters. Mm-hmm. And I watched all of them, including Aquarium Guy, who is the guy that was <laughs> Adrian Miller. Right. Um, he talked about um, roasting pigs in an aquarium, which right. is a really cool thing. Right. Absolutely. Um, and he's going to hate me for saying that, but he's fantastic. <laughs> all of them like take this, maybe we don't know him, but we like him, to super reverence what do you attribute that to other than your experience that they didn't know about but like right. that was a really neat 180 and it wasn't like a 180 it was probably more like an 80 but like yeah. you understand where I'm going yeah yeah um, y'all do well in math huh? <laughs> it would be a flip but I mean they liked him before they talked to him yeah for oh, that 80 panel. Yeah. got it yeah, yeah. yeah. see hi yeah there it is I got it you I don't know I think, I think a lot of times um, I don't know Kim will tell you that People are like drawn to me in this weird way where I feel like I'm, hey, you know, this big black guy that you're not going to speak to. And it's like, hey, how are you doing today? Can you show me where something is or can you tell me how to do this or help me change my tire? Whatever it is. But I think maybe it's just that I'm just me. Right. Just genuine. You know, I speak the truth. I don't have any secrets. I don't have anything to hide. You know, I'm on a panel with guys that were smoking meat like the old school way. I, I don't do it that way. I've done it that way. I know it that way, but I don't do it that way. And I have great respect for that, you know. But, you know, in the business I'm in and what we're trying to do, this is what it is. And one of the guys was just like, yo, man, I'm so impressed. You just, you know, you just spoke the truth. I was like, what is there to lie about, right? What, what else do you want me to yeah, say? <laughs> yeah, what is there to lie about? Like, there's got to be pride in everything you do. I wouldn't do it, you know, if I wasn't proud of it. You know, I've, I've smoked hogs and in pits and and it sucks it does it just sucks it's a tough hard job and you know for us to be able to get in fatties and and to do it in a more conventional way and have meat all day long that's what we chose to do and i was proud of doing it we still put out killer food but you know there's just respect for being real for those that may not have listened to the the panel they were discussing like whole hog pit physically in a pit smoking and gas assist, mm-hmm. which for it, restaurants or for like personal all use? of the above. For so everything. for restaurants to be like you said, very time consuming and yeah, it is. just difficult. It is. Mike hard. talked about how much meat they're rolling through, and he could do a whole hog in a pit, and he loves that. But it just they were going through so much meat that it would never get the same quality right. if he didn't do a gas assist. And one of the guys who has one time smoked a whole cow, which how long <laughs> do you think that took? <laughs> I watched the video. Two so, years? Yeah, 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 to figure that out. <laughs> Sounds like a sad video to watch. It's a, it's a cool, it's very cool. They okay. very, they're very talented. They know what they're doing with the fire. This whole thing is just in, Especially built engaging. pits and all this mm-hmm. stuff. He's like a rocket scientist too, so. He actually is like super a rocket smart scientist. Guy. Mm-hmm. Super smart guy. And then turned into great stuff. But it was really neat to watch how all of those guys talked about their experience. And Mike's like, well, we're like, killing it with the meat so i have to guess assist otherwise i essentially would right. sleep there all the time right, right what are some of the methods and food that you're cooking here at lily pearl yeah. what are some of the things you're that you're using that maybe richmond hasn't seen or maybe they haven't seen executed quite the same way that you're executing it well you know i think one thing is that um 
we use a combi oven for service. So I saw this when I was at a equipment show. Um, Rationale was doing it, and I was just like, wow, this is cool. You know, they're kind of expensive ovens, so I was just watching. I sat there, and they set up like a little restaurant. You came in, you ordered. They prepped and cooked everything to order using the ovens. So I was like, okay. Can you explain that to me? All right, so let's say that you grill. You use a char grill. You put your steak on it. Here, the oven temperature and environment is set like a char grill. But you put the steak on, you don't have to touch it. It's already set on a grate, which you can flip it, whatever. Um, but the environment is created so you get this grill environment 100% versus 50% on one side. So you get the food done twice as much. You don't lose as much weight. All these little scientific things that they figured out. So I, I, I decided to get that oven and use it here for service. So... Crispy skin salmon is perfect. Crispy skin striped bass is perfect. Pork chop, perfect. Filet, perfect. Every time without a mistake. So what this oven does for me, it's allowed me during these times, right? So I spend, you know, say I spend $10,000 on the oven. For me to get the same thing from an employee, right, or a staff member, that's probably two guys at $15 an hour. The oven's paid for in three months. So I don't have to worry about the guy calling in, calling out, me babysitting every second of him cooking and learning the, the learning curve. It enables me to use less people on the line and get a better product every time. Now, again, I'm an old school guy. I've been cooking forever. I've done it any which way you can think of. But at some point, you got to be smart and you got to know what's better for your business, right? So no one knows this, right? They'll know it now. But look at the reviews, right? It's all incredible food. It all comes out perfect and there's no issues. So you said there's no issues, but you're making it sound like it's a, not a secret, but like would somebody look at the way you're doing it and say like they like raise an eyebrow to that, you think? To me, I mean, I, mean, I hate to say it. I, I mean, I really wouldn't care, right? Because... I, I can bang. If you want to bang saute pans, we could do it. You want to play on the grill? We can do it. I'm doing what works for me, and I know it's good. Um, it's an efficiency thing, and I think that's great. It's working smarter, not harder. I think uh, of it as a very large, 100, 100%. better convection oven right. because, right, it circulates right. air around at the specific. Yep. I mean, somebody will say that sous vide is a cheat, wouldn't right. you? Because you're chilling in a circulation right. and you right. don't have to look at it. Yeah. Then you take the piece of meat out, slap it on a grill, right. sear it, and send it yeah. out. I think, I think a lot of chefs are going to it. I think a lot of chefs want to. Um, but it is a piece of equipment that you have to learn to work with and maximize what it does for you. And, I mean, it's not cheap. It's not a cheap piece of equipment. So I think this learning new things is a very big trend with you. Yes. You have yes. had infrared pizza yep the rotating that's yeah. a huge learning right. curve right right, right. 100%. i mean that's crazy yep never did it pizza from start to finish seven minutes crazy that's pizza and beer richmond thank yes. you yeah yes I, i'm glad you extended my thought <laughs> right. i'm just telling him where he is <laughs> right, right right then you did something different over at hot chick there was something you guys were doing yeah 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 we did a couple of different things there um i think the main thing was you know Pressure fryers, people use them, um, but we had like a high-end pressure fryer there, um, and then we had um, CVAP whole boxes, which again are something that is costly, but it's something that protects a product and gives you an opportunity to be able 
to sell thousands of pieces of chicken an hour. Which is great. And then right. the gas assist, which is not new, I know, but it's right. something to learn if you've been doing yeah, old school 100%. smoking before. Yeah. And now we have this oven, right. which I freaking love. I'm, you know right. I'm going back right. there to see it right. immediately. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, yeah. Maybe even take a photo. <laughs> right, right. Stand next selfie to it. selfie with it. Do it. A mask selfie. Do it. One hundo. Do it. Do it. <laughs> what would yeah. it be without a selfie? Right. <laughs> Didn't right. exist. So I'm glad, yeah. we, I'm glad that we spoke about barbecue earlier, but my second favorite thing, or maybe one and one A, barbecue and then bourbon. Talk yeah. to us about the bourbon that mm-hmm. you uh, that you supply and, and yeah. kind of the thought yeah, what process. What is this there. wine? You guys seem to really wait, like wait, this wait, one bottle. I'm sorry. I just, yes, we can. I just needed Jesus. to continue the thought. Answer the question. <laughs> Dog. All right. So, hearing. <laughs> so anybody who knows me know I love bourbon and whiskey. And um, so one thing that we decided to really push here was Uncle Nearest, just because of the story, what it is. I think it really connects with who we are and what we are here at Lily Pearl. Um, but, you know, we decided not to go with this entourage of a million bourbons. You know, next door at Juleps, they, they do an incredible job. Um, and it's not that we didn't want to battle with them, but, you know, let them have what they've, they've had, right? I want to be a good neighbor. I want to come into this neighborhood and, and, and be able to work with people next door. I don't want them to think that, hey, this guy's coming here. He's doing Southern food right next door to us. Everybody knows his name now, like what's going to happen. And you'd um, like to be able to walk next door and get a drink, right? <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and Kim, and have, Kim and I have dined there, you know. So, um, so what we did was we took what we are connected to bourbon-wise um, and decided to bring those in um, and keep it small right now because of COVID too, right? I don't want $20,000 in products sitting there and I'm selling $1,000 in bourbon a day. Um, but I think we'll keep it that way. I think we'll keep it with, you know, the um, – the wild turkey, the rye, we use that in our um, honey smoked turkey uh, cocktail that we that we smoke. Um, Do you fat wash it with turkey? <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Nah, but we thought about it. <laughs> we definitely thought about it. I mean, that would be a great the, Thanksgiving cocktail. Yeah, right? yeah, the renderings from turkeys are incredible. So, um, but you know, we. Um, we that just focus be an on after dinner cocktail because right. it's lights out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we try to make sure we have all the Virginia stuff. Um, and, you know, Uncle Nearest, like I said, we want to push that wild turkey um, and stay where we feel like it connects to what Lily Pearl is and not really jump outside of that. Um, it was a hard decision because for me, like for me, of course, like my first restaurant, oh, we're going to have this. It's going to be stacked up. It's going to be a wall built. We need it just for bourbon with the sliding ladder Angels and all flying those. flying around getting the right. bourbon from the top shelf and... <laughs> Descending from on high, yeah, absolutely. Instead of the thing, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But you know, then we thought about who we are and what we are, and you know what? When you do things, even for yourself, like there's levels of restraint. There's there's way things work and they fit together. And if you want things to be the way you want them, you can't cloud them with a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. So um, so we kept it kind of kind of low key. We're building it every month. Kim tries to find a way to add something to it. Well, somebody asked for this. I was like, well, you know, when 10 people ask, we'll get it. You know, we'll, we'll work it. But it's a great system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I know if I ask 10 times, then on the 11th time, you'll say yes, mm-hmm. and we'll do it. But, you know, it's, it's or been... Or I just order it. Yeah, or, or she just <laughs> orders it. appears on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the bourbon selection is straightforward. Um, it's nice and it's clean. Um, and it's it feels, you know, it feels country. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the only way I can say it. I love it. it. 
It's the only way I can say it. It feels it feels country. So, you know, we got, you know, the Jack, the Evan, uh, Wild Turkey. Got Bowman, who's one of my favorites. When would there um, be a Sarah? I, I need a lady bourbon. Like, why is it all the men and no ladies? Why isn't there like a Sarah or a Jane? Yeah. So everybody always asks me what my favorite restaurant is, and I hate that question. But I'm going to walk back from that and ask you what the last three bourbons you drank were yes. as opposed to asking what your favorite is because mm. you would assume that somewhere in there probably is your favorite yeah yeah um uncle nearest of course um thanks to scott i drink that quite quite often at home um it is my go-to that bottle's still around i'm disappointed yeah, i know i know i'm <laughs> working I, I, too hard i had to chill back man got a little baby you know <laughs> When you when you're feeling a little tipsy and he's whining, those two things don't go together too good. So, no, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Uncle Nearest. Um, last night I actually had the wild turkey rye. Um, was really good in the smoke, smoked uh, drink we have here. And then um, I had. Um, what were you? The stag. Did I have stag? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the stag that we won on the lottery. Um, from ABC. I love that stuff. That's a that's a quality drink right there. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. oh, it's high test and high. It's right. good. It's right. Good. Yeah. 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 That's that's the beginning of the night because of that <laughs> there's no reason to drink anything after that. Yeah. yeah. No. You're you're yeah. good to go. Yeah. And that's a high end kind mm-hmm. of drink, but so delicious, so good. Um, you know, and rums. I'm starting to get into rums a little bit. Chris Staples kind of introduced me to it a little bit. Um, so we, we want to introduce that a little bit more. And I think that fits the heritage and the culture and all that kind of stuff, too. So, You mentioned a couple of times that we wanted to define what Lily Pearl was. Right. Tell us a little bit about who Lily Pearl. So Lily Pearl is my grandmother, um, my mom's mom. Um, incredibly sweet, humble great cook, um, quintessential southern little black lady. Um, one thing I always remember about her that, you know, when we saw her, and, you know, we didn't see her a ton until we moved to North Carolina. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so when we would see her, she was just like, hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, my God. And she would hug you like that extra two seconds. Um and when you went to her house, it was just always like, hey, you hungry? What do you want? And when you're not, she still, like, brings you something. Um, you know, and that's, that's Lily Pearl. You know, her favorite dish to make was some other pork chops. So I found an elevated way to put that on the menu and pay homage to her. Um, her name is incredible. Um, I kind of went back and forth. Her nickname is Sandy Bow. Um, so I went back and forth with using Lily Pearl or using Sandy Bow. We may still see Sandy Bow down the line somewhere. But... Um, it's just home, it's family, it means everything. You know, like, Scott, when, you, when your day is crazy and you step into the house, you know, not even in the car, the car's still weird, right? But the <laughs> moment that you step into the house, especially when, like, the kids were younger, it's that feeling. That's Lily Pearl, right? When you get home and your dogs are on you, you know, you're waiting for that drink, that's Lily Pearl. So we want people to feel that when they come in. You know, it's a place for you to come and celebrate. You know, um, I feel like, you know, the menu is not high end, but, you know, it's higher end on the price side. But I want you to come in and be loud and be yourself. You know, I want Roby to come in and be herself and yell at the 10 people she knows in the restaurant. Are you and sure about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think you need to retract Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 
Because I haven't, I've spent a lot of time being myself in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you because you, you were on a really good roll right, right. there. That was like Absolutely. Aaron Sorkin-esque. Yes. He, was, he was on a roll. But, but, he, but that's that it. Comment, right? You know, like, Roby is like every cousin I grew up with. You know, like, the, these are my people, right? So... I want that feeling. I want them to come in here and be loud <laughs> and have uncle. fun. I, I want, <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, I, yes. I embrace that. It's full yes. on. And you need to, right? Because it's the energy, right? You're the energy of the of the of the place, and that's what we want. You know, we um, filled up a couple weeks ago, and we had like a fourteen top and a six top and a five top, and they all kind of end up being in the building together um, at different stages. But it was loud and it was live and everybody was laughing and they were having a great time. And I just, you know, filmed it from the kitchen and took some pictures and I was like, and I told Kim, I was like, this is it. This is Lily Pearl, right? Food, spirits, celebration. How is it having that open kitchen and being able to see everybody? Because that's thinking of your restaurants and not, I don't know all of them, but the ones that I can remember in my head right now that have been recent, they didn't have the full on kitchen where you can see every seat in the place. Right. This is, um, like I said, I mean, we looked at this place before, um, you know, right as Jason was looking to get, you know, move out of it. And, you know, we decided not to move on, but I've always loved this building. I've always loved the way the kitchen is set up um, because it gives you an opportunity to make true eye contact while still working and doing your work instead of just being on expo checking tickets and you know but like being in the kitchen and, and working the kitchen but still being able to connect with the guests to me is is incredible um you know gray street is dope this when you step out it feels homey it feels good um you know even when you know i was just here cleaning and kim was at home with the baby like i could sit in here all day i could be in this neighborhood all day so it just all kind of connected for us and you know kitchen is it it's dope it's the home it's the hub and i think guests get to feel a part of it you know they can look over and be like and then you make eye contact i'll be like you know a little thumbs up to them they're like i know that yeah, guy. the hard wave right right yeah so it's always good it's always good i think um it, it brings the energy to the space as well yeah. so if i'm coming here and i'm sitting down and i've got this elevated menu what should i order Ooh. <laughs> Let's start with the I mean, left I'm side. Home start, now, so start, I'm order a lot. <laughs> start, start with the left side of the menu. Work your way through it. Half of the apps. One dessert. Okay. One dessert that you need to have: peach cobbler bread pudding. Mm. That's that's it. That's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, everything. Usually, everything on the dessert side is right in my right. wheelhouse. But yeah. that one particularly sounds. You like a peach. Yeah. Absolutely. The Obiata braised lamb shank. Um, turn into the dish that I was hoping it would, you know, the West African influences and introducing that in a, you know, a more upscale environment has been like an incredible seller for us. Um, Smothered pork chops, uh, short ribs, striped bass has been another incredible dish for us. So um, it's, I don't know. It's all good. I, I was hoping I could trim the menu back and take some things off. It just really hasn't offered an opportunity for us to do it yet. So it's been good. Six, seven, twelve, thirteen restaurants opened. Baby, what's next? World domination. <laughs> You're listening to Mike <laughs> Lindsay, Kim Lindsay, Let's Scott, go. and Roby on Eat It Virginia. 
Mr. Roby, do you think you have another 50 in you? You know, I hope that everybody wants to hear 50 more of us. So I'm going to say yes with my fingers crossed. Do you? I think so. I think, uh, I think 2021 is going to be a rebound year for, for Richmond, for the restaurant industry. I think it's gonna be, we're going to have a lot of successful stories to tell, I think. It's so, going to be good. So I want to know if you can tell me one of your, I'll just make you tell me one, one of your favorite podcast moments this year. There's so many from which to choose. I'm trying to think back. I don't want to give anybody short shrift. I'm sure you was to say when Michelle said she'd wrap your egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mom Michelle. Yes. Yeah. She was amazing. Jim Hamilton, for sure. Learning, the, uh, learning how fish eats, how fish the band eats, <laughs> uh, was enlightening and exciting. And I felt like a, a fanboy. And I was a fanboy, so that's why I felt like it. Gordon Ramsay, when learning about Gordon Ramsay coming to visit Southern Kitchen and Shane and the, the energy that she brought and the excitement that uh, her restaurant received when, um, when Chef Ramsay visited them. I'm getting a feeling that you're loving this podcast, Scott. I, I love meeting the people that we talk to. I mean, I don't roll in these circles generally. So like getting to drop into their lives for an hour or two and kind of seeing how they do it in learning their stories, is, it's, really, uh, it's really been a bright spot for what's been a pretty dark year otherwise. How about you, Roby? What were some of your favorite podcasts? When I won the pandemic house. This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.